0: Head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. In this episode, I speak with a cold email legend about how he's managed to own and grow several software companies without paying for developers or learning how to code. Welcome to Hey First Name, and insider's guide to outbound sales. This is the number one podcast for proven cold outreach tactics that get replies and book meetings so you can quickly grow MRR without wasting time on things that don't work. If you've been listening to this show for a while or spent even a small amount of time in the Legion space, you're familiar with a typical agency model. You pay me X dollars per month for Y number of meetings or leads. The model still works, but you're always on the constant client treadmill finding new clients, launching campaigns, dealing with delivery headaches, and irrational client expectations, and on and on and on. Well, my guest today has cracked the code on how to get compounding returns on his cold email expertise without having to constantly look for new clients. In the first half of this episode, we discuss how he got started learning cold email while working at an agency and then went out on his own and started getting clients. In the second half, we talk about how he transitioned from service provider to SaaS company owner. And look, if you're looking to transition your business by growing your sales pipeline using cold email and you'd like advice, guidance and support from over 3000 other agency owners, SaaS founders and others who are doing the same go to morgandwilliams.com slash community to join the Cold Outreach Mastery Facebook group. It's free to join. I'm in there consistently dropping value and it's a great place to level up your results with cold outreach. And if Facebook's not your thing, you can get tons of value by joining my newsletter. Head over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and enter your best email address. By the end of this episode, you'll know how to acquire and build a portfolio of SaaS companies on the back of cold email. Alex Berman is the co-founder of three different companies in the lead generation space. SaaS platform Omni allows you to close high quality B2B clients automatically by creating and implementing an Omni channel outreach system that generates more sales from hard to reach prospects. Taplio, an all-in-one LinkedIn growth tool that lets you create better LinkedIn content, schedule your posts at the right time, build new relationships, and monitor all your results. LeadShark, the biggest and most up-to-date database of leads in the world using community-driven data. LeadShark helps you connect with real qualified leads to accelerate your pipeline and increase revenue. He's also the chairman of X27, a B2B digital marketing agency that leverages outbound to deliver leads for agencies in the SaaS companies alex i became aware of you through your youtube channel several years ago and just curious to kind of kick things off what role has youtube and social media what role has that played in your progression as an entrepreneur how has it helped your entrepreneurial
1: career sure youtube's been great for everyone that doesn't know we've been doing sales training cold email videos all that sort of stuff on youtube for what has to be seven eight years now maybe maybe close to 10 years now wow just three videos a week for at least five or six of those years, we're at 89,000-ish subs. I love YouTube. I'm such a fan of YouTube. I even consider myself a YouTuber first before SaaS founder, before agency owner, before (laughs) anything. So I I think it's had a major impact. There's something to be said about creating video content and talking to people directly that I don't think can be matched on any other platform. Maybe podcasts, but even video podcasts, you can see the difference between video and audio. Yeah.
0: When did you start to see an inflection point kind of in your YouTube channel, or when you started YouTubing?
1: When we started, so in terms of inflection points, there's a couple different ways you can look at it. One is in terms of revenue generated. And we started making a bunch of money as soon as we started talking about outbound sales and cold email. Maybe this was around 2016, 2017. I was working with, it was another lead generation company. And we were posting a bunch of content, cold email content, stuff like that. And we started seeing meetings being booked talking about the videos, even when they were getting like 100 views, 200 views each. Then we started talking about agency marketing and we were generating more people that way. I remember when we first pivoted to talking about agency marketing and we launched X27, we were making a couple videos and like sending it out to clients and we made $10,000 within about a month of launching and nice. going harder on uh, this YouTube, this concept, yeah. so. I was looking at the time, like all these YouTubers were talking about how it's hard to monetize or they have like 100,000 subs and they're not even making 1,000 bucks a month. And here we are just making B2B content, doing videos that barely get any views and pulling in you know, more money than they're making on their very popular content. So it that framed YouTube in a much different way than a lot of people see it. And so we just kept doing that kind of stuff, like highly consultative, basically like digital course on video type of content. Cool. So rather
0: than trying to monetize, like monetize through ads, like the majority of YouTubers, you are using it kind of as a lead generator for the agency, right? To send out to prospects, that sort of thing.
1: Well, for everything. And it becomes a lead generator for everything. So for instance, when we launched Tapleo, uh, we had the audience built in via YouTube and we were able to get over 10,000 in uh, monthly recurring revenue in under a month. It was like three, four weeks. We went from nothing to uh, 10,000, which is good. That helps us fund the dev team, and that helps us fund everything. Uh, similar with Omni, you know, we're really doing a soft launch. We haven't really even launched it yet, but we already have 113, 114 credit card free trials started, which could turn into anywhere from 30 to 40 you know, customers, I think, at uh, 49 a month. So even just a soft launch with the YouTube audience, even Twitter audience as well, it's all helped awesome. so much, bro. It's such a like yeah. It's better than any other thing, even cold email. Like cold email is great for scale, and it's great when you're starting out. But imagine you have an audience, and you kind of know what this mm-hmm. is like. Imagine you have an audience that you can just test ideas off of and get Absolutely. 200 signups for your SaaS. Most people would kill for it. It's people. like a
0: spotlight you can shine on whatever you're doing, right? Um, and get attention to. Good stuff. I want to take a step back and start to dis- from when you started to get into sales. I know you've worked as an employee before early on in your career. So we would love to get into that and then your progression into being an entrepreneur. So what were you doing before you started your companies?
1: Before I started X27, I was the director of marketing at an agency uh, in New York, and I kind of took that role. I started as a junior sales guy, and it was a small team. But we were a, a decent company, I think we were like six, seven million in revenue, but the sales team was only like three people. And a couple of them, I noticed that they would just come in like really hungover on like Fridays. So I would ask them on Fridays when I knew they were tired, I was like, bro, you don't want to write this proposal, right, So let me do it. And I would like start basically taking over some of their work and what happened was the CEO saw this and they're like, oh, this guy's a go-getter. Mm-hmm. And they just started handing me more and more work. Um, and then I started generating more leads because I realized my calendar wasn't full enough. We started, I started doing all these Quora questions and everything. And it turned into uh, me becoming the director of marketing only after a year in this company. And after that, we were able to generate a million dollars in sales for that business, like brand new revenue, apart from our normal sales revenue that was handling, we uh, were handling inbound leads, I think we closed like 500, 600,000 just from that. We were able to add a million in new revenue. The owner loved that um, and I realized I could scale this to other agencies, there's no reason why not. So I started sending cold emails and, and I was like, hey, you know, I did this, I made a million dollars for this agency in New York City, uh, we'd love to do the same for you. And the founder at that agency was nice, he made this nice video testimonial that backed it up. Uh, so. That just worked really, really well for scaling out the business. I think we closed 400000 in annual recurring revenue in like 30 days or maybe 60 days. Nice. It was insane. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so when you started sending out those cold emails, uh, cold emails to other agencies saying, hey, I can do this for you. I did it for this agency, a uh, million dollars in incremental revenue. Where was the point where you finally saw like, hey, this is a real thing. This has some traction. Uh, and you started to see progression there.
1: It was almost immediate. This is what's so crazy. When you get a cold email offer, that works, bro. Because what I did was I went, you know, cold email, it's all about, like, the full funnel, right? It's not just about the mm-hmm. copy. I went and I found a lead pool, which was agencies that were advertising on this directory called Clutch. I was realizing, yeah. you know, the directory costs, like, between two and $12,000 to get a sponsorship spot. So these are guys that have money and care about marketing. And Dom and Tom was already... The sponsor, we were we were paying the eight thousand, so I knew people that were advertising on Clutch already knew that agency's name. We sent the emails and it hit like off the bat, dude. Our, I don't think we've run a campaign, maybe one or two other campaigns that did better than that one in terms of just like reply rate, meetings booked. Like almost everyone we sent an email to wanted to meet with us. It was insane.
0: That's very cool.
1: So I knew immediately that we had to keep going.
0: For sure, yeah. for sure. Do you see that in other projects too? Like you kind of know it when you see it, type of thing. Like this has legs.
1: Yeah, a success is way different than failures. Um, so even with um, even with Taplio, I was emailing like to try to get feedback. I was emailing a bunch of people, like LinkedIn influencers with a hundred thousand plus followers, people that shouldn't respond, and a bunch of them started getting back, loving the idea or hating the idea. Which I even like the hating. Sure. Um, even Polarizing. Uh, Mark Cuban responded back. He's like. This isn't ready for prime time, but I still got a response from a billionaire on this thing, so you know there's like, <laughs> so you know there's some kind of legs there. Yeah, I love that, because on, on the other side, like we've done stuff where we've launched, you know, coaching offers, or we've tried to launch courses, and it's still launching to crickets, even when you have the audience, mm-hmm. right? So um, yeah, you can really tell, and that's what I'm looking for as well, in terms of things. Like we tried to launch a course platform, Skydana and it got no signups. And then we tried to launch the cold email tool and it got hundred signups just you know, in the email form. So even with an audience, whatever, even in cold email, you can see a major difference. For sure.
0: So you are getting this pretty much instantaneous traction from agencies sending out these cold emails. How do you handle the delivery part of it, right? You're handling sales and delivery in the beginning. What are you doing to grow that piece of the business? How does the business grow from there?
1: Sure, so our initial offer was a marketing review, where we would basically, we started out charging 4500 we ended up charging 12000 for this, basically like a PowerPoint presentation that broke down all the things that they tried in the past, everything that worked, and that was actually pretty easy to fulfill, because we were using a lot of the learnings, uh, and they were all in the same niche, so everything was very similar, the only stuff that was different was maybe like, you know, the background section, so it was actually really cool for a while where it started to fall apart in terms of the fulfillment was actually hiring the team and spinning them out and getting them to work. And I, we dropped the ball pretty hard for the first, even like maybe two to three, maybe four years at X27 mm-hmm. um, in terms of fulfillment, fighting the right team. Uh, and it's something that a lot of marketing agency owners don't talk about. But I've sat down now at, at tables with people that have like verifiably spent billions of dollars in ads. And they'll sit down and tell me like, you know, even at their level, Fifty percent, sixty percent of the campaigns fail, mm. um, and which is crazy to hear. It's crazy to hear that people are are spending millions of dollars at these marketing agencies and still not getting results. But for me, as I was doing this, that hurt. You know, I was like, "Oh, how am I failing with all these guys? This sucks. Like, what's yeah. going on?" So I think we lost a lot of time there. The big fix, if I if I were to do it again, would have been to either say no to a lot of these guys up front like make sure hey the agency has to have this much revenue it has to be doing this um, it has to have this sort of validation uh, before we go Um, or you know just kind of do what we're doing now which is use cold email and only sign agency clients when they're giving massive equity and we really want to work on the project like Tableau was this model I reached out to the founders I wanted to get uh, equity in their company Tweet Hunter and they were like oh we're already um We're already booked up, dude. We can't add any equity. But we have this other little thing. Uh, It's called Influent Leaders, this little uh, LinkedIn project. And I was like, oh, you know, let's uh, rename it and let's take that big. And we were able to sign that. So those are the deals that I like better. Uh, Instead of doing agency deals, instead of doing any of that, now all my deals are like no money down investing in SaaS and then growing them using the audience and then hopefully either acquiring them or or taking them. Got it. So you're essentially really partnering with the SaaS. you're becoming an investor in a SaaS,
0: right so you've got an equity stake and you're using your audience to promote it got it
1: yeah partner and investor because a lot of the a lot of the indie hackers don't understand marketing similar to you a lot of the indie hackers don't understand sales but right. they have these great products so i've been going out there and doing that because if i fail as a business partner i'm really hurt so i'm, I'm way more uh, <laughs> way more pushed and motivated to do it plus there's unlimited upside right if someone's giving you Four thousand dollars a month to do outbound sales for them. You're not gonna. You don't really care. You know, like four thousand dollars doesn't really do it for me. But if if someone's promising you unlimited money, now it's something. You know, like uh, a SaaS valuation. You might be making thirty-six dollars for every dollar in MRR you generate. And so you can sit there and make a million dollars or whatever. I haven't made a million dollars in like a month, but yeah. <laughs> you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars in in a month, which is insane. For
0: sure. Much more leverage. So going back to that piece on, yeah. you know, there's the majority of client campaigns in the industry fail, right? 50, 60 percent, very tough. Um, so you found that, you know, we talked about this equity piece or approach, which which makes it more advantageous for you and the uh, company, but also identifying the right type of company to work with. So I want to drill, like, double click on what is that right company that you've seen it is a good fit for cold email, especially when working with an agency?
1: Sure. So the right type of company has a very specific use case. So when I when it comes down to um, generating a cold email campaign, I like to fill out three bullet points. I like to come up with target, who is the exact person that we're reaching out to? You know, company type, uh, exact uh, title, all that sort of stuff. So title, offer, what is the thing that we're actually selling? You know, and, and make it something that's different than everything else. Like for Omni, it's not just another cold email tool like a Lemlist clone. We also write the cold email scripts for you. So that's good enough you go in there, right? Taplio, it's not just a LinkedIn content creator, but it uses AI to write the posts in only 10 minutes a month. So you need that, the offer, and then the um, the case study the the third thing uh, when it comes to cold email campaigns. So like... You helped a company of this type generate these results in this much time. So, for instance, for Omni, I'm running test cold email campaigns right now. But because I'm, you know, the cold email guy, we've got tons of cold email case studies. So we could say, like, you know, cold email. Sorry, uh, this this agency generated an additional million dollars in the last sixty days using cold email, and I'd love to do the same for you. Omni gets it done. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This company generated an additional 3 million impressions by getting their entire company on LinkedIn, and they did it using Taplio. We'd love to do the same for you. So those are the type of companies that do best when it comes to cold email. When they know that target, right? We're not exploring that target. When they know that offer down, like we're not going there, you know, digging for the offer, and then they have those case studies ready to go. And if they have all three of those, then then we're ready to take it to the moon.
0: Very cool. What, what are the top, or maybe if there's a couple in your mind, top offers that you've seen that have, have worked really, really well?
1: Dude, My favorite offer that we ran was for a documentary uh, film company. And the offer that we came up with was business book authors that have paid a ghostwriter to write their book, right? So they paid like 60, 70,000 for a ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. And then what we did is we found this ghostwriting service that had all of these top business book authors. But they also have interviewed all of their clients. As part of the launch plan for them, they do their first podcast interview. Mm -hmm. So we used that podcast as the lead source. And then basically the whole um, cold email outreach campaign was like, I think the the subject line was documentary, question mark. And it was like, hey, Mark, really loved XYZ book name. Would love to make a documentary. Are you around to chat this week? And that one did freaking crazy. I think we generated, it was like $1.4 million in leads in about, it was off 40, 50 emails, dude. It was wow. Insane.
0: <laughs> well, what was it about that, yeah. do you think?
1: I think it's highly specific offer that everybody wants. Who doesn't want a documentary? Mm-hmm. And it's um, super qualified customers and a great lead pool. Yeah. And that one didn't even need a case study. But what we did for the case study was we, we hadn't uh, done any films or anything like that. So we reached out to directors that have done documentaries, and we were partnering with them. We're like hey, would love to send you you know, some more documentary clients. Would you mind if we used this in our outreach, like XYZ movie in our outreach? And we got three or four people to sign on there. So we were able to basically spin up a full offer, full agency and everything very, very quickly. Nice, right
0: and you know they got the money, right? Because they spent 50, 60 grand yeah. on. Yeah, for sure, that's, that's smart, that's smart.
1: If there's one thing people get wrong when it comes to their cold email campaigns, it's focusing on the copy more than the leads. The leads are, more important than the copy. If you send to people that have money and have a need for the offer, then you can have even the worst cold email in the world and some percentage is gonna respond and some percentage is gonna buy because they have that need for it and they have the ability to pay.
0: I wanna get into, back into the, the equity piece, not necessarily about how you structure things, but more about your approach to promoting a SaaS company that you've partnered with or become an investor in. So, let's say a company comes to you tomorrow, "Hey Alex, we want to, you know, bring you on. I want to give you an equity stake in the company. How would you go about promoting that SaaS? If you need to give a concrete example to make it more specific, that's cool too."
1: The main thing would be figuring out if they're ready or not. So, for instance, a lot of times they're not reaching out to me. I'm going out there and we're scouting deals. Right now we're not taking on any new deals, right? I like to work on like two to three at a time, but like for Tweet Hunter specifically, everyone on Twitter was using that, and I knew that I could take Tweet Hunter to the next level. So I reached out to Tebow, and basically first I became a customer, then I reached out to Tebow, and I was like, Hey, Tweet Hunter's doing really good. I have some ideas for how to improve it. Let's hop on a quick call and talk about it. No, I I I was actually even more specific. I was like, I have some ideas for how you can improve it. Are you looking to take on more partners? And he responded back to that phrase. So fully qualified. Um, We got on the call, pitched for Influent Leaders. So let's say, okay, all that qualification's done. Although qualification is the most important thing. So let's say we have a SaaS that we like. First step is making sure that it's ready for prime time. You know, to quote Mark Cuban's uh, advice to me. (laughs) We wanna make sure that if we're gonna go wide with the SaaS that it's worth going wide with. So for instance, when we launched with Omni, our cold email tool, the reason why that's in a soft launch and not in a hard launch right now is it's sending cold email campaigns, it's sending SMS campaigns, it writes the emails for you, but it still requires you to use SMTP to connect to your Gmail account. So I'm like, all right, before we go super wide with this, you really need to be able to connect your Google account in like one or two clicks. <laughs> so, it's usually something really small that gets it ready for primetime. For influent leaders, to get it ready for primetime, all it really took was changing the name into something that was easier to sell. So we changed it to Taplio and they basically had everything ready to go. So that's number one, is like fully making sure that it's ready to go. Then at that point, it's just telling as many people as possible, tweeting it out to the email list, even running ads to your own audience, sending emails uh, to the email list, etc. Cold emailing your LinkedIn connections. So I guess semi-warm emailing your LinkedIn connections, the LinkedIn uh, automation to send emails or to send uh, LinkedIn messages as well, and, and just kind of getting it done. Because phase one of the launch is getting you to the point where you can invest in everything else. So I really want, when we're launching our SaaS, to get to $10,000 in MRR as quickly as we possibly can post uh, soft launch. Because once you've shown that a SaaS can grow to 10k, now all of a sudden we're getting investor interest. Like at Taplio, people are reaching out. We're getting acquisition offers. But more importantly, now if we wanted to take out, yeah, if we wanted to take out funding or we wanted to get a loan against that, now we could. Now we can invest in making the product better, making it even more ready for prime time. And then we can start doing stuff like SEO, cold email campaigns, and all of that to take it up to the next. Got time.
0: it, so you're started, You're not using cold email in the beginning.
1: No, so the whole point of what we're doing is we want it, the, the reason why I like launching to our audience first is the audience has a lot of forgiveness and they can be persuaded into joining. Mm-hmm. So for instance, for Taplio, the way I got a lot of people to test it out was I, bundled it with our LinkedIn course so everyone already uh, in Myspace already knew that we had this LinkedIn course and it was like 500 bucks and so I was like if you if you join Taplio free trial you get this LinkedIn course for free so we were able to generate you know four or five hundred uh, credit cards that way that's what I really like about soft launching to the audience because at that point now people are using the tool now we know what or if what needs to be improved to get it to a good spot we know what we need to change about the landing page if we need to change anything and then from there, once we're ready to go wide, once we have that case study, once we know the exact target, and we have a solid offer that we know works with the warm audience, then we're ready to take it cold and do the cold email campaign. Very cool. Are you... Which that's very different than what I used to do. I used to go cold first, but what I realized is, why not use the audience if we have it, not just for initial revenue, but as research subjects to make this app as good as possible, so that when we do go wide, you know, delay that for a month, so that when we do go wide it hits even yeah
0: higher. it is so and, much and easier Tapio to sell to examples. your warm audience it's crazy yep. well not really crazy but it's a lot less friction
1: yeah and once we had the offer down which what i found for Taplio was uh the offer that worked really well for us was giving a free lifetime account to one member in the organization and then from there letting them upsell into the rest of the organization so once we cracked that i was able to send a bunch of cold emails for Taplio and I'm just pulling up the website now. now. And we were able to get accounts created and people from all these different companies using it, like Tesla, Outreach, McKinsey, uh, Moody's, nice. Pinterest, Prezi, like even more. All these guys are, are Taplio customers now, but we wouldn't have found that strategy if it wasn't for the soft launch. Because we tested a bunch of stuff. We tested the demo method that everyone tries to use in SaaS. We tested, um, you know, just single selling them. This was the method that worked for this specific company. The-
0: qualification piece. I want to bounce up to that real quick before coming back to what you were just talking about. For a SaaS to be qualified, what are like the bullets for that, whether it's it's ready for you to work with them?
1: Sure. It's got to do the thing that it says, and the thing that it says has to be something valuable. So for instance, if I say on Omni that we're writing your cold email campaigns and I have to make sure that it writes the campaigns and I have to make sure the campaigns don't have a bunch of random typos in them. And I have to make sure that it sends the campaigns, you know, you're not going to get marked as spam uh, using it. Mm-hmm. So it's basic, you know, like Taplio. if it says that it creates AI written posts and lets you queue them on LinkedIn, does the AI write posts? Yeah. Okay. Does the AI let you queue them on LinkedIn? Great. And you'd be surprised how many SaaS fail just those <laughs> initial things. Does the SaaS do the thing that it says it does? And the second thing is, yeah, does the thing that it says it does actually deliver value, which is a whole nother question.
0: For sure. (laughs) For sure. Okay, does it do the thing it says it can do and does it deliver value? When you are promoting a SaaS, do you only use your own audience or do you work with other people to leverage their audiences?
1: Yeah, we work with everyone. This is a good example. So for Omni, we're in the soft launch phase. So I haven't asked anybody else to promote Omni yet. So what I'm doing now is just showing it to my own audience, making sure everything works. I'm giving out some free uh, passes to like some of my friends that have, that have their own audiences, but I haven't made the ask. For the Taplio launch, once we got out of the soft launch phase and we actually did the real launch, then yeah, we pulled in everybody and we coordinated like, hey, we're gonna do a tweet on this day. Would you retweet it for us? Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna do this you know, on this day. We're gonna email this newsletter. And then we were able to, um, to pull in a lot of people because other people's audiences is the second most powerful. So your own audience is great. Then using other people's audiences is how you take it to the next level there. But that is very similar to cold. You don't want to be promoting things that are broken to other people's audiences. Right. So like it comes back to the being ready for primetime thing. Taplio was ready to go. So we were able to, with confidence, reach out to these people that had 100,000 followers and get them to try out and tweet about Taplio or try out and post about Taplio, And we were generating a bunch of customers that way. um, Just being featured in other people's Twitter threads, uh, being featured on LinkedIn.
0: Very cool, getting that visibility. Do you end up trading like, distribution with them? Do you promote them on your platforms or or do you pay for promotion? How do those deals typically work?
1: Uh, It's an unspoken rule. You know, if you help somebody, they help you back. Some people you can pay for promotion, but what I found is if you pay, get a lot less results. And here's the craziest thing, dude, okay. (laughs) One of our influencers di- uh, did an organic promotion for Taplio. We went viral. We generated, you know, two, three thousand in MRR just from this one guy's Twitter thread. So I was like, okay, let's pay him. Let's let's do it again. And so we paid him a few thousand dollars, and he sent, you know, another thing out. He even sent it to his newsletter, and we got zero trackable signups wow. and no bump in our signups from the the paid one. So I think there's just something. You know, the universe knows. The audience knows. The universe knows when they're being paid to promote. So, no, I I like to do it organic and favor-based as much as possible. Or vibes-based, I guess, really. Like, it's not like... At least I'm not taking a running tally. I don't think anyone's taking a running tally. Sure. You know, he did this thing for me, and now I'm going to do this.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, so when you do that, you get to that 10K MRR. You're ready for prime time.
1: Um, How does the approach change once you go cold? So, the approach change... Once it's ready to go cold, you follow the same process. So we have our target. So, like for Taplio, it was <laughs> Dude, this is how specific you get. So for Taplio, it was influencers with over 40,000 LinkedIn followers at Fortune 500 companies and rapidly growing startups. Okay, so that was our target. Then the offer was a free Taplio account for life for you. And then the case study, we didn't even really need a case study because the offer was that good, but the case study was we installed it at Lemlist and they were able to get 2 million more impressions a month uh, by getting their entire team onto Taplio. So we had that down, we were able to send our cold email campaigns and we were able to grow that way. Sounds so simple, but get to that point. If you ask me when I signed the deal for Taplio, if that was going to be our audience, I had no idea. You know, but Taplio really is a tool for CEOs and directors of marketing to get their team to post on LinkedIn. You know, their team that normally wouldn't post on LinkedIn. I had no idea that these were like the use cases of Taplio. It's like, you're the CEO of a company, your CTO has such a good wealth of knowledge that he could tap into, but you don't want him to be wasting all his time. So let's use AI to write his posts instead. Or like you're a sales manager and you want your team to be posting because you know content works, but you'd rather them send cold emails than post. So use Taplio instead and it saves the time. Like how would we figure that out without getting out there and uh, and getting it done, you know?
0: That's it. That's the playbook on how to grow a SaaS. Alex Berman, pleasure having you on. For those listening, for free sales training, go to Alex's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Alex Berman A-L-E-X-B-E-R. M A N. And if you want to get your sales copy written for free, go to omni.us, O M N I.us. Alex, pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me. The big takeaway that I got from this episode is that you don't have to be stuck on the client treadmill. You can think outside the box and find creative ways to leverage your skill set and assets. Whether that's knowledge, your audience, or something else entirely, look at what you already have at your disposal and leverage it better. I found that cold outreach is one of the best distribution channels that can give you low cost leverage for acquiring customers and forming partnerships. And if you're looking to do the same, I invite you to join a community of over 3000 other agency owners, SaaS founders and others who want to win with cold outreach. Go to morgandwilliams.com slash community to join the cold outreach mastery Facebook group. It's free to join. I'm in there consistently dropping value, and it's a great place to level up your results with cold outreach. And if Facebook's not your thing, you can get tons of value by joining my newsletter. Head over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and enter your best email address. And until we meet again, please remember outflow equals inflow. I'll see you next time.